Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host Khalifa and um, today we're going to be speaking to a lady called Melissa Rave. Um, she is based in America and she um, deals with health and well-being. She helps busy moms continue their personal growth and uh, the reason why I feel like uh, she is going to be um, awesome to speak to is because I feel like in the pandemic Growth has been something that we've all had to do. You know, we have all grown emotionally. We've all grown, I don't know, some people have grown spiritually. Some people have just realized that life is ultimately too short. And we've grown to realize that, do you know what, after this, everything on our bucket list we want to fulfill because so many people have died. So I just enjoyed the ethos surrounding your health and well being because that is what we need right now. That is definitely what we need. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Please tell the audience a bit about yourself. It's my pleasure to be here. I feel honored uh, to be here with you. You're certainly making a lot of effort to help women. So um, sure. I'm in on that. And <laughs> what I do. So I want to support you as well. So my name is Melissa, uh, which you already know. I live in the States. I'm a mom of two boys who are 12 and 14. They are awesome. Uh, I'm intentionally, my intention is to raise them as conscious people, uh, to be aware of what's going on in the world, to be aware of their role and, and who they can be. Um, you know, I tell them, I hope when they're older that they'll make conscious choices too and try to uh, be a help on the planet um, rather than just kind of standing by and watching the way that the world goes. So that's part of how I um, choose to be a parent and, and a woman and a human. Uh, is through my parenting of my kids. Um, I own a business called Raise the Bar Wellness. I have been a massage therapist for about 18 years. So in my process of being a massage therapist, I've come into contact a lot with people's pain on multiple levels. It's never just physical. Uh, even as a personal trainer, some of the things that were happening for me years ago uh, was that when I started to put women in touch with their, their physical power, they would start to break down. I had women start, this started happening to me often where women would just start weeping uh, when I would encourage them to, okay, own your power, you know, like feel the power in your, in your body when you were doing squats or things like that. And so when I started seeing that happen, I was, I was like, okay, I, I've got to do something more. I can't just do massage therapy and do personal training um, because I see this connection. You know, this is a gift I was born with is that I see that all these layers are connected. And when we can see these things, that's when it's time to step up and say, okay, I can, I can read it. I can meet you and I'll go there with you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went deeper. I got a health coach certification. I started using my intuition in my programs and in my work with women and it's just blown the lid off. 
of the work that I do. So why is it that you think that a lot of women, we don't, um, we we don't tap into our inner strengths until we're pushed to the wall because I personally didn't realize how strong I was till I became a mother mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how strong I was until I had to fight for a school for my son or just they're just up until the time I'm backed up against the wall I don't realize my own strength so why is it that we as a society even I've done it to other women that oh, don't maybe, maybe don't do this or maybe don't do that or get a man to do so and so why 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 are we so hard on ourselves and why don't we believe in our own strength right this is a huge topic I don't think it's a simple answer um and, I, and I'm kind of biased because I'm a woman right so I my view of it may be um different than than a man's would be um not that it's untrue but I don't have full perspective so my perspective is um I think there's a few things going on I think we scare men a little bit and so we're you know because I think we are truly powerful and I think over hundreds of years we've been taught to dumb ourselves down a bit because I think it's a little scary to think of women coming up and being equal with men, you know, what then, what will the order in the universe be then? Um, You know, the gift is that we can find equal ground, but I think we're being kept from that subconsciously and consciously. And so I think we bring that into our bodies. I think we bring it into our daily lives and we don't notice it happening until those moments, right? When you're pushed against the wall and you're like, wait a second, I'm mama bear, you know, I got this. Why didn't I have it before, you know, but you did. It's just that connection, you know, connecting self to the inner power. And I think that's lacking in our society. Um, Like I said, because of fear, I guess, I, I think it's different for every woman too. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think that we can do as a woman to like encourage another woman in in, in regards to make like her well-being, her health and how can we encourage because I know your platform that's what you're doing you're 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 switching on the light ideally so how how can we encourage each other as women you know I think as women one of the most important needs that we have that we don't always know is to just be seen Hmm. to be seen and to be heard and that helps us feel like we're really here and that we matter Um, you know that's bare bones right I think a lot of the emotional pain and disempowerment that we feel is because we feel invisible and as women I think we can really support each other by just seeing each other in our power you know like in the beginning of our interview today my first thing I wanted to say was Khalifa you're doing great work I want you I want to know that I see you you're making effort you know it feels great right it's like oh yeah hey cool thank you I was here and now she sees me you know and I think we can all do that for each other. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah, no, no, you're completely, you're completely right. And I do. And I've always said that when I have a daughter, I want her to be able to, you know, not look at other women as competition and just look at other women as, you know, fixing another woman's crown, not knocking it off, really. And I think that ideally we've been taught as women to knock another woman's crown off so we can shine when in actual fact, if you fix someone else's crown, you both can shine. Um, one of your posts, and I have had this, I've got this issue myself. Um, you've got a post about um, giving up coffee. I need to know, <laughs> and you said that why, why, it's, why, why it is important to give up coffee. And you set that goal for yourself as a mother and you actually achieved it. I yeah. am addicted to coffee and I don't know what it is, but if I don't have a coffee in the morning, 
I I just feel like I have the shakes. <laughs> so please uh-huh. tell me what you did because I need your help. Yeah. Um, so the coffee thing for me was personal because I was getting heart palpitations. I was having trouble sleeping. I was having anxiety and I didn't really attribute it to anything. You know, I just thought, well, you know, life is intense. I'm parenting. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, I have heart palpitations. It, you know, one plus one equals two. But then I finally realized, you know what? I think it might be coffee. Um, I heard a podcast or something about it. And so I said, well, number one, I want to get rid of the anxiety and the heart palpitations. And that means a lot to me, right? So goal setting in general, you know, if you want to drop something like coffee, you have to find a reason that's personal. You have to find a very personal reason. It can't just be, oh, I just want to try it. You might not be able to do it if that's the only reason you're standing on. Uh, So for me, you know, being able to sleep is really important. Um, So I convinced myself, okay, Melissa, this is a really good idea to try to quit coffee because this might actually solve the issue. Um, So once I realized that, I thought, okay, I have a good purpose. This is going to carry me, right? That's like number one. Number two was I got tools for myself. So I got more things into the house that were high um, nutrition. Um, You know, I I made nutritional meals. I was eating more vegetables, more fruit, more whole grains, things like that, so that my body wasn't lacking uh, nutrition and I could help kind of flush out the coffee with that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, And that helped quite a bit. Um, You know, and I think every morning... How long did it take you to to actually give up the coffee? Well, I did it for 30 days. Um, I actually intended to do it for seven. That was the first thing. And then once I got to seven, I thought, you know what? I don't think I really got the benefit yet. So I would say give yourself at least 14 days. You know, I think the craving doesn't go away right away. Um, So part of it is getting past that point, you know, where the craving doesn't matter so much anymore. Um, and then after that, it just becomes kind of like, oh, well, I'm just used to not having it. Yeah. So you would, you would say that if anyone wants to um, give up something, even in regards to well-being, um, their, their personal life or health, they, they should always set a goal. So if I want to lose weight, for example, I need to have like a set goal. Like I want to be a size three or so. You know, you shouldn't just say, I just want to lose weight. You should always have a set goal. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's reasons for that. I mean, we're, we're humans and we have emotions, right? That's why we want to make change because it's an emotional thing. It's like, oh, I don't feel good about being overweight or I don't feel good about that. So I want to change it. But we're also logistical. We have brains that are like computers, right? And, And once we know how those computers work, we can use our emotions and our our logistics logical brain or whatever to use together Mm -hmm. so the brain needs something really specific so specific is um you know when when do you want what right so it's like okay in three weeks i want to lose a pound a week so in three weeks i will have lost three pounds and i'll measure it every week to make sure i'm on my goal yeah right so that's working with the brain Um, So the emotions are there, but we kind of push them aside for a second. And then we get logistical. So what is your six weeks of self-care success program? Please tell the audience a bit about that because that looks really exciting. 
Cool. Yeah, I love the six weeks to self-care program. I actually changed the name to uh, the Woman Empowered Program because it's a goal program. So it's six weeks where uh, me and the person meet together personally on video and we get really clear about, okay, what is it exactly that you want to see happen? Um, and then we together create the steps that we're going to take and the tools we're going to use to get her there. Um, the empowerment comes from once she learns that she can be conscious in these choices and she can be informed, you know, with someone like me helping her, that she is empowered, that she's unstoppable. There's really nothing she can't do. Uh, so by the end of the six weeks, you know, we'll fulfill something and her self-efficacy will increase, which is uh, belief in yourself to succeed. Um, self-confidence increases and self-connection increases. So that's the goal of the six-week program is for her to get that like, oh, I can believe in myself. Yeah. Oh, I can do this if I know what to do. So what is a conscious woman? <laughs> a conscious woman can be whatever you want to be. But the way that I perceive it is um, understanding who you are, what you want, and then consciously reaching for tools to help you get those things. So when we're unconscious, we're out of our power, right? We're getting into relationships or we're getting into situations that feel like they're pulling something away from us, right? Um, sometimes that's simply because we don't really understand who we are or what we need to feel like who we are, right? So we let ourselves get into situations that pull away our power. Um, like relationships, you know, I've been in, in unhealthy relationships before. And when I became conscious, I came into connection with, okay, Melissa, you need to be with someone stable. The exciting thing is fun, but that doesn't work for you. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Wow. That's great. I like knowing that, you know, I'm going to not do that again. I'm not going to go for the exciting relationship. I'm going to go for someone who excites me on a more stable level, just for an example. Yeah. So in regards to you know, identifying what a conscious woman is, how, what about conscious parenting? What's that? So conscious parenting is similar. It's who do I want to be as a parent? Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is an interesting topic, right? Because when we're parents, it's, it's almost like um, how we are and who we are on a daily basis can be pulled on by what the kids need all the time, right? There's, there's always this force outside of us when we have kids, yeah. this force of need, right? This force of they want things a certain way. And we get pulled away a little bit from our original intention for how we want to parent, mm -hmm. right? So conscious parenting is figuring out how to balance that okay, I'm going to be here for my kids and I'm going to do it in a way that is really me so that they get me, so that yeah. they get my essence. I'm giving them this gift, right, of, of the conscious mother. Yeah, so it's kind of like parenting within your own personality. In a way, yeah. yeah. Um, it's also who you want to be. You know, we have our personalities, but then it's, you know, what kind of a parent do I want to be? Yeah. Who do I want my kids to see me as? And what skills, what tools do I want them to have as they grow up? Yeah. How do I, how do I bring that to them? How do I consciously bring that? Do you think parenting in 20, in, in this day and age is harder than it was before? I don't know, honestly. I think things are colored very much by the way they're uh, portrayed. And we don't really know how things were a hundred years ago. It's all story, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like we could think now, oh, there's so much more drug abuse. There's so much more um, 
sexual abuse, there's so much more everything, you know, that's scary, but we don't know that it didn't exist a hundred years ago. So, yeah. but don't you think that kids have more access to certain things that they wouldn't have had? I think that that to me, it's, I've said it before that with, for example, social media, it kind of can have a positive dominoes effect and a negative dominoes effect. And we, we can't navigate which one our kids will go down kind of thing. Cause yeah. if they've got a phone in their hand, yeah, you know, you don't know, what they're what they're looking at um, all the time unless you're monitoring it like a, a police officer so I I sometimes I do think that you know what we have so advanced but yet we're not you know in regards yeah. to our emotions technologically we're advanced but when it comes to tapping into our kids emotions and emotionally intelligent children do we really have that we have you know, I see a bunch of kids all the time when I'm shopping, like TikToking, but I'm like, yeah. can you actually have a conversation with another adult without saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like is, uh, you know, it's, I just, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried for this generation, it, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. I think it's so bad yeah. that they've grown up in the pandemic as well, right. or they've, they've had a pandemic, because this is something that we've never seen. It's just, yeah. it's, you know, so they're going to need a lot of counselling um, <laughs> later on right. in life yeah right I do see that and I guess um I do a little perspective shift in my head and I've had to practice this a lot this year with the pandemic is okay is this terrible or is this opportunity Mm. right is the presence of TikTok and the presence of YouTube and all of that is that harder or does that mean we're called to step up more yeah into who we are right I think overall on the planet we're being called to evolve yeah. I think that's what's happening across the board. And all of these things, they challenge us. They push us against the wall, like you said before. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is this wake up, right? Yeah. How do you want your kids to be influenced? How do you want to guide them through these things that come into their life? Um, you know, my 14-year-old and I, um, so he, he's just like most kids. He's into online stuff. And I've brought him up pretty emotionally intelligently. And so we can talk about these things. You know, we talk about stuff that he sees that makes him feel weird or, or curious. Um, and I'm just really honest with him. And I share who I am with him when we talk about these things. And it's, it's an opportunity for us to bond. It's an opportunity for him to see what a real human being is like, because I, I have to talk about hard stuff with him. You know, it's, it's this opportunity, you know, my mom never talked about anything that mattered with me, mm. never. And it made me feel untethered. Yeah. I felt ungrounded because I didn't know what a real human thought felt and processed through, but my kids get that opportunity because I have to face all these tough topics with them. But don't you feel like the, what we miss as a child, for example, is kind of, um, it kind of teaches you how because I find it with my parents what what I lacked is what I make sure my son has now yeah so in a way I just feel like thank god I didn't have that in a way because I appreciate some of the things I can do for him now I've I've, I've said it on one of my podcasts that when I was growing up we didn't have a lot of money and um, whenever I wanted something it was like oh no no we don't have enough money we don't have enough money but now my child kind of has his own bank card and has access to money and it's not something that is dirty or something that we can't talk Mm -hmm. about so I feel like sometimes some of the things that as parents that we are deprived of 
we kind of give to our children sometimes a bit too much because you kind of yeah, like yeah. You overcompensate because of yeah. what you've lacked but um do you do you feel like that sometimes like what you didn't have as a parent is what you give to your child more or what that's what you've just absolutely. yeah absolutely I come from a dysfunctional family that was and is uh riddled with addicts and so the way that I've dealt with that is exactly what you're saying. I've said, okay, well, I know what not to do. Check that off the list. I'm not going to abuse alcohol or drugs, you know, and I'm not going to blame my kids for stuff. I'm not going to, you know, all that stuff. So while it kind of sucked to go through that, uh, I'm, my parenting is like 20 times better than what my mother did um, because it was so dramatically not okay you know the way she brought us up so how can we get fit as mothers i want to ask you that get fit as mothers yes did you say yes oh that's a big question that is a big question um you know if if women look me up on instagram i've shared a couple of posts uh at raise the bar wellness about how i've integrated my fitness with my parenting yeah. i started really when my kids were really young you know, who you are is who your kids see as normal, right? So I show them who I are, who I am by doing what's important to me around them and with them. And that includes fitness. Mm -hmm. So from a very young age, they were around me working out. And I chose that because I wanted them to kind of like bring that in mm -hmm. into their awareness of what's normal. Um, so that was kind of like something that I had to place down, you know, from a very early age with them. And now they just, it's just a part of their mom. It's just a part of life. And so it almost is like, well, now I got to keep being me, right? I got to keep being active. Um, and we do stuff together. So in order for me to be fit, I mean, I've gotten them into hiking. I've gotten them into working out. Um, it's a language in our house. So I think I almost forced myself, <laughs> you know, um, because I, I think that in the pandemic, I have just been snacking and eating okay. and being lazy because gotcha. you're working from home, you're school, homeschooling, although yes. schools are open up now, but I've kind of put, cause I'm quite skinny myself, but I put on weight around my stomach. Like I don't put on weight anywhere else. I just look like I'm two months pregnant right now. So what right. advice would you, what are the, what are the steps that I can take to try and lose my, my baby belly or some, um, another mother that's listening that is, you know, yeah. it's just been snacking throughout the pandemic as a coping yeah. mechanism. Yeah. I mean, the first one is what we kind of talked about already was find your purpose, you know, not just to lose the belly, but to say, who am I? Okay. I want to be the kind of woman who can get up and run up a set of stairs if I want to, or run away from somebody in the parking lot or, you know, that's me, that's who I am. That's how it starts. And then you look around at your surroundings and you say, okay, what's getting in my way? Mm -hmm. What foods do I keep buying? And I've done it. I do it. I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> what foods do I keep buying that are, I know it's in the closet. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I'm going to go get that chocolate. <laughs> You know, um, but if it's not in the house or if you can pick something different, um, that's also fulfilling. Like for a while I did um, cut up strawberries with some chocolate sauce instead of ice cream. Yeah. It's like, you know, okay, I get my sweet, I get my fulfilling, but it's not 400 calories, yeah. you know? <laughs> 
Um, you don't realize so, how much it kind of adds up until you kind of can't fit <laughs> in a particular pair of jeans and you're like oh what's going on here uh, it does another thing you know um so find out okay what's my purpose who am i right how does that fit into losing weight two is what's in my way and there's a lot of things that can come up you know this is each person's different so it's really a better coaching thing to do one-on-one -on -one with someone but in general it can be the people you live with it can be the foods you keep in your house it can be the places you drive by if you drive by that donut shop every friday and you get a donut every friday you might want to change where you're driving right um, but the third thing is um, implementing activity so walking three times a week for at least 30 minutes at a pace where um, you know maybe you're a little out of breath, you can feel yourself starting to sweat. Because walking, if you're not out of breath, you're not doing much. You're moving, that's good. But you want to walk to the level where you're a little out of breath and you're getting a little sweat on. That means you're burning. Um, so if you can do that two to three days a week, just stick with it, even if you don't see results the first week or two, just keep going. You know, um, little things. So what is one thing you wish someone told you when you were starting your parenting journey? That being imperfect is a part of the journey. That messing up is a part of the journey. That is, that, uh, yeah, that's amazing. No, that's completely right. You're, you're, yeah, I have nothing else to add to that because you, <laughs> you're right. Um, I wanted to say, have you got anything coming up um, this year at all? I know we're still kind of coming out of a pandemic and everyone's getting vaccinated, but do you have anything coming up? Right. Uh, I'm continuing to work on the business. My intention is to reach as many women as I can, um, just uplifting and inspiring people. So I am working on uh, these programs, you know, trying to get more women aware of them. Um, I'm working on a 21 day mental reset program. I'm really excited to get all that recorded. Uh, I'm busy parenting, so it's hard to get it all done, but that's, that's really important to me um, to just have that accessible for women. Uh, who just want a quick 21 day, okay, I got to get my head in the right place. Mm. So that's exciting. I'm going to do a little traveling uh, with my kids to go see friends um, carefully. Uh, in the States, I think we have a little more freedom uh, than some, some of the countries where I have friends uh, who are very locked down, including England. Mm. <laughs> so, um, you know, going to utilize some of that freedom and just be very careful. Yeah, where can people find you on social media? So the places I'm most active right now, Instagram, I post every day. I, I put a lot of my, my writing and creation energy in there. So it raised the bar wellness on Instagram. Uh, I also have a bunch of YouTube videos on raise the bar wellness. That's my channel. Uh, third place is woman empowered is a group that I have. It's a private group on Facebook and I'm actually doing, I'm doing some interviewing um, kind of like you are, but I'm just talking to everyday women who uh, are facing their own challenges and sharing their, you know, wisdom about how they do that. Yeah, no, because I listened to one of your lives today and it was, yeah, it was amazing in regards to talking about strength and inner strength and yeah, it was, it was amazing. So guys, please uh, make sure you follow the page because yeah, she's going to give you some magnificent nuggets <laughs> of information. They're going to keep coming. I am full of inspiration. I'm very driven to help people and I can't stop it if, even if I want to. So that's awesome. <laughs> Melissa, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to come on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Well, you're amazing, Khalifa. I appreciate you and I know a lot of women do. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much.